What's up, y'all? This is Charlie Wilson, and you listen to K-Bob, 89.9 FM, Bobby Eaton Show. It's time for the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all and Music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, or wherever you're at on the globe. Welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where... We tell our stories our way, right in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921 massacre. So, hey, we're going to have a great show. Hey, we got candidate Abby Broyles in here for U.S. Senate. She's on uh, KBOB 89.9 FM, also KBOB899.com. You can live stream and, uh, you know, tune into the show. So, Hey, Sherry, how are we doing? Doing fine, Bobby. How are you? Hey, another day. You yes, know, Saturday. Saturday in the neighborhood, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a great show. Uh, you can dial at number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press the one button. You know, we want you to press that one button. Abby's in the house. And we got also our own pastor, Robert Turner, got a microphone. So, hey, he's going to be uh, talking in, as well. And um, that's what's going to be going on. So, Sherry, anything going on in the neighborhood? Well, I just heard they did the um, – go ahead, Pastor Turner. I'm across the well, well we're going to bring him on in okay, a minute. But, but I, I, it just <laughs> slipped my mind. It yeah. just slipped my mind. The historical mark for the EGI, EJI uh, memorial mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm just okay. Lost got it. you. That's okay. It. That's okay. A lot of things okay. going on. A lot of stuff going on. I want uh, our audience and everybody that's listening in Radio Land that next year is a, uh, the centennial for Black Wall Street Massacre 1921. So we're gonna have a lot of guests, a lot of people in town coming in. We already got film crews and people calling and. And they're calling me every week. You know, I'm getting something like, oh, we want to interview. We want to do this. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, people write books and all kinds of stuff about uh, the massacre, you know. And uh, right here before, this is the first place in America that they bombed, you know. And that was right down there. Pastor Turner says that all the time to remind us, that, you know, it is where bombs were dropped and a lot of lives were destroyed. And because of the economic wealth and growth that took place right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we want you to prepare. Please, community and friends, prepare, you know, for this centennial that's going to take place. I want you to do that, you know, because we want to honor those lives that we lost during that period in that time. But today we got Abby Broyles is here and we're going to take a little break. 
and we're going to come back with Abby, and she's going to talk about her platform for U.S. Senator, and we support her. Hey, Bobby, you can put his stamp on her. Boom! You know, so we want uh, you guys to uh, support Abby, and we're going to take a break, and we're going to be right back. This is Tulsa's on Wayman Tisdale.
small town Oklahoma, and uh, moved back here, broadcasting my background. Oh, and so, broadcaster, yeah, got a huh? professional here today. Uh, <laughs> who was that? <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, re- I'm retired. Talking. I'm a retired okay. now. Okay. I'm a uh-huh. politician. Uh, yeah, I moved back uh, to Oklahoma to be a, a news anchor and reporter when I was 20, and spent 10 years on TV in Oklahoma City. Okay, in Oklahoma City. Yep. Well, how did you enjoy that? I love being a journalist, uh, telling people stories, uh, traveling across the state, covering big stories. I covered the state capitol. Mm-hmm. There's always something to mm-hmm. tell state capitol. Well, what made you get out of it? Uh, I went to law school. I put oh, myself to law okay. school at night while I was working full time and uh, became a practicing that attorney. That was the goal, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to add a law degree uh, to my profession, and uh, I covered the federal delegation. I interviewed Senator Inhofe before, and I just saw how out of touch he is with wow. Oklahomans. And so mm-hmm. I got off the sidelines and got in the race in November. In November, huh? Yep. Wow. That's uh, interesting. You know, you so you got a background in a de- uh, law degree, you know, and you practice it over in Oklahoma City. Yep. Right. So do you ever go over to the Capitol quite often? Sometimes I used to go to the Capitol every day as a journalist and mm-hmm. uh, you know go go knock on state legislators' doors and upset some of them and <laughs> yeah tell, I mean, yeah right uh, tell a few stories but uh, yeah I used to go there quite a bit and uh, you know running for office I'm really out on the road a lot talking to uh, people uh, talking to families and asking you know what concerns they have this is a huge election cycle it's the most important election of our lifetimes and I'm trying my best to travel it's Tough, as you can imagine, during mm-hmm. the pandemic, mm-hmm. um, but I've had some really great and meaningful conversations with families across Oklahoma who are ready for change. Mm-hmm. You know, my opponent, he's been in office uh, since 1994 That's in the Senate. Too long. Right, yeah. too long. Right yeah, after I got out of college. How old is he? He is 85 years old. 85. And still he, running. He spent some time with his grandkids. <laughs> yeah. or something, you know? Great grandkids. Yeah, great so. grandkids, right. And, and this is a six-year term, too. Wow. So he'd be in his 90s if he served the full six years. Right. It's probably why he uh, he won't debate me either. That's been the, been the latest thing. We've been challenging him to debates for a while, and uh, he hasn't accepted. And, I mean, I think Oklahomans want to know why he wants another six years. Well, not only that, okay, you, you said you've been out and about. And yep. so the thing with Oklahoma, you have your rural areas, which far exceed, you know, Oklahoma County and Tulsa County and the shouldering counties around there. You have the entire state. So what type of feedback have you been getting from those rural communities? Are there still lock, stock, and barrel behind them? Because we're red state, we're Republican, and they just go hard, you know. So how are you what, – what do you see from your – Yeah, you know, going to rural Oklahoma uh, – these families have seen the rural hospitals close. Right. Uh, healthcare is my top priority. So right. going to these communities, I was in Paul's Valley recently. Mm. And, you know, as a reporter, I covered that hospital closing. So then going back and seeing the effects of that on the community yeah. um, is just really eye-opening. Yeah. Um, so rural Oklahoma, they, they care about healthcare. Um, you know, with education, these are families where their kids couldn't connect to the Internet this spring mm-hmm. when we had, you know, distance learning. And maybe they didn't have a, a laptop or if they did, you know. We need to expand rural broadband so they can right. connect to the Internet. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so some of those issues really resonate um, with, with rural Oklahomans. And, you know, Inhofe trails behind Trump 12 to 18 points statewide. So whenever you go into rural Oklahoma, I mean, these folks, while they may uh, be Republican, they're ready to vote for someone else. I mean, Inhofe has been there for far too long. They aren't getting their needs met. And really, when it comes to health care, um, the divide just keeps getting bigger between rural Oklahoma and, and the urban areas. Yeah, because they have to go to an Oklahoma City area or McAllister or Tulsa, you know, Oklahoma, to get the health care. So that means they have to get in their car and drive yep. to do those things. But you also mentioned something like broadband. 
broadband has been an issue with USDA getting broadband services in those rural communities. So it's like if the resources are there and your senator isn't pushing to get make that connection, that's a huge disconnect in itself. Right. Yeah, he is really disconnected to me. And to be in office for so long, my question, why? Why are you still here? You know, it's kind of like uh, people keep you reelecting him over right. and over and over. And I think it's their condition. It's a condition, a mental condition. Well, he's in off, in off, in off. That that name has been around for so long, and they just keep on doing. But we need change. We need some new, fresh blood with new, fresh ideas. Yeah. Abby, I think you can bring that to the table, and we need to get out and vote. That's one thing that I know for sure we need to do. Yes. You know, and that's what we're going to do. Hey, bring into the conversation Pastor Robert Turner. How are we doing there, brother? Brother, it's always a pleasure to be in your midst on the Bobby Eden Show. Ah, uh, you say mine? Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's fast fun. All right, great, great. Hey, man, you came through the door bearing gifts, and I say, man, you were always thinking about us over here at Eden Media Services, man, we have a relationship. You're always dropping off food. You're in the community. You're talking about reparations. You're talking about a variety of different things. Uh, you're an activist. I mean, you're just involved. And you support Abby as well. Well, I tell you, service was something I was raised with as a young man. And as a pastor, I didn't divorce myself from that. And, uh, you know, I have the utmost admiration for you and your show, um, so I'd love to come and help out wherever I can. Um, and when I look at this country, um, and when I look at the situation that we're in and I see who is representing the great state of Oklahoma, um, I am very disappointed in the work of the current occupant of Oklahoma's U.S. Senate and Jen Inhofe, um, who's been in office since the sixties, right. And started in Tulsa and, he was the mayor of Tulsa during a time when the race massacre was not known. So in my humble opinion, he's a part of the cover-up. He's a part of the problem that kept the worst race mask in American history underground for nearly a century. And he has yet to my knowledge ever come out and done anything as far as recognizing the harm or apologizing even for his role in that cover-up. I mean, how can you be the mayor of Tulsa and cover it up and not say anything about during your whole tenure about the worst race massacre uh, in American history? And even now as a U.S. senator, not author anything uh, as far as commemorating or recognizing what happened here in Tulsa. And you juxtapose somebody like him to an Abby Broyles who left her own job uh, to come and put her life on hold to make Oklahoma better um, and who has been to Tulsa several times and has actually gone on a tour of the Greenwood district. Uh, I personally gave her a tour of the church. Um, and, and while I don't give public endorsements, I cannot say enough about the person of Abby Broyles and how we definitely need Jim Inhofe to leave office. Yeah. We need him to go. Yeah. You got to go, you guys, you know, after listening. So I was just checking on my, like my, my friendly Google, and one of the reasons why he's probably still in office is the amount of money he's made throughout the years. Yeah. I'm like, this man is worth at least $5 million. I think your viewers need to wrong. know that he is a part of the cover-up, right? Like, 
as much as we love Black Wall Street, as much as we love Greenwood, this man was a part of that story not being told. And as much as we are upset about this not being known for so long, he was the mayor of Tulsa during the 60s. Oh, yeah, I remember when the that. survivors were still alive mm-hmm. and they oh, could wow. have gotten justice and they died and they are still dying because he didn't do his job represent all of Tulsa. And so that should infuriate any Tulsa, especially any North Tulsa, any black Tulsa mm-hmm. to make sure that he no longer represents us. He, and since he's been in the Senate, he's done nothing. Mm-hmm. But that's the racial divide. That's right. 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 But that goes beyond the racial divide. You mm-hmm. know, if you're part of the cover up mm-hmm. and you have people that vote like you, look like you, it's it's widespread. OK. And it's one of the reasons why we continue to have a Republican in office because of the state itself. That's right. I mean, it's a Republican it's state. It's a Republican state. So you mm-hmm. got to break. And, and your challenge is getting those people, Abby, to see differently, to look at things differently, broad. Time for change. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, and that, that's why mm-hmm. I asked, what are the people in those red, I mean, counties, what are they saying? It's like at some point. Yeah, now, Abby, what are they saying over there? You know, like I said before, the, even people in in you know, so-called red counties, they're ready for change. Their lives have not gotten any better uh, since Jiminoff has been in Washington, D.C. in mm-hmm. 1987 is when he first went uh, to Congress. And, I mean, he's had, you know, 30 years to get the job done. What new ideas does he have at age 85 in 2020, you know, to solve the problems we have today? We are finally having long overdue uh, conversations that are meaningful about racial injustice. Mm-hmm. Where is Jim Inhofe? He's not right. present for any of these no conversations. No conversation, no visual, yes. no nothing. Right? Absolutely not. And in fact, uh, he did a TV interview in Oklahoma City a couple of weeks ago, and you know the news anchors asked him, you know, Senator, this is what's going on here in Oklahoma. Do you believe Black Lives Matter? And guess what his response was? What was it? Well, all lives matter. He doesn't uh, get it. He don't get it. He does yeah. not. He does not get it, and he does not care. This is a guy a few years ago who said he thought racial and ethnic profiling, those are good things. That's what Jim Inhofe said just a few years ago in a public hearing. This is a guy who is trying to divide us. Have you seen his TV ad, by the way? His TV ad is I've seen terrible. It. I've what did you think it. of it? Terrible, just like what you said. I mean, you know, knowing what he's all about. Some people don't know what he's all about. They just think that he's a power player in the game, and they're just going to vote for him based upon, well, you voted for him, I vote, you know. And they're going to, not knowing his platform, people don't even know. We had a show We had a show here, and it was Politics 101, mm-hmm. and we talked about the description of a senator, a congressman, a governor, a mayor. Remember that? Right, the Molly. Yeah, Charles and we did all of that so we can inform people about these positions and these jobs, you know, so when we elect them, we know what we're electing them for rather than just, okay, for example, we, everybody know Vanessa, Mm -hmm. everybody know Regina, everybody know Kevin, and they know that they're senator, congressman, and city council, but they don't know what those positions are. Just know by the name. And so, yeah, I'm sorry. And and it shouldn't even be a a racial black or white issue. What happened here in Greenwood? Yeah. It was an atrocity, right? That's why we have so many documentary companies coming to this area now to film it. We just had some come through today. In Greenwood, in the last year, we've had Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren, Mike Bloomberg, Tom Vilsack. Everyone. Everybody. Even 
Langford has come to pay homage and and for to the history of what happened to, to Race Master. Right. Jim Inhofe is nowhere to be found. He <laughs> obviously does not care. He's not connected. And he's from Tulsa. And so you talk about when he was in office, while he was the mayor, what happened during that time. That's when you receive your I-244 through wow. through that. He knows. Wow. He, you chose not to talk about Get it. You want to erase history. He was the mayor during the 60s when that IDL came through. Okay. So I've now you're connecting dots. I seem like I've been hearing that name for <laughs> wow. most of my life. Yeah. So you, know. so you have to think it in that realm of what was going on during that time. Cover up. And, they, so, and we believe people like my good friends and scholars that bodies were buried underneath that IDL. Mm-hmm. And he allowed that to go forward. That way you'll never ever have access to the history. When you rearrange the, mm-hmm. the landscape, mm-hmm. when you change the landscape of things, you lose the historical significance of it. So when you see images of um, Greenwood, doesn't look anything like no. it does today, except for those two anchor buildings off of Greenwood and Archer. That's, that's, right. pro- that's the first part. That After the see. freeway. And After that's why freeway. what happened today. And you was, see the freeway right behind That's it. what it is. So, with the historical that's market. a dividing point. That's right. 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 That's why what happened today with the historical market. I'm so thankful to be a part of the leadership of Dr. Tiffany Crutcher, Tulsa Community Remembrance Coalition, and Equal Justice Initiative with Brian Stevenson. We now have the first marker since I believe the Black Wash Memorial Granite thing in Greenwood Culture Center and the plaques on the sidewalk. That's the first marker. And now for your listening audience, it has just been unveiled today. So be the be one of the first ones to take a picture with it. It's right on Greenwood. Come um, down to Greenwood. Come down to Greenwood, just right? Period. On the on the yeah, parking lot. On the on the grassy area adjacent to Vernon mm-hmm. Emmy Church. Uh please do so. And um you will you will read about the history of this great place. The Senator Jim Inhofe has not visited. I know yeah, since I've been yeah, so. Yeah. Abby, you uh, just recently went down on Greenwood and uh, you ate at Wanda Jays. And what do you what do you think about what do you think about that area down there? It's you walk up um, to any building in the area and just to think about what happened. It um it, it makes your heart sink a little bit, and at the same time, it's just so powerful. It's kind of hard to describe the feeling and. I remember on our tour at Vernon, Dr. Turner, that, gosh, being in that basement, when you were telling me about um, this is where people were hiding during mm-hmm. the fire and then looking the, at the pictures to mm-hmm. see, you know, this, these are the only windows, windows blown out. Everything's mm-hmm. destroyed. You can just see this basement still mm-hmm. intact. Mm-hmm. It's, it's powerful. And you, you truly can't know the history of what's happened in North Tulsa until you go to Greenwood. Mm-hmm. I, I truly believe well, that. It is the history. Yeah, well, think of, we, the history is there, but people also forget to talk about it was rebuilt mm-hmm. in yeah. less than five years and continued on okay. until. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I'm trying was, to get you to connect. I was blessed enough this. to be able to walk down Greenwood on its last days. You know, I was able to go to the Rex Theater and uh, King Park and all down Bell's Barbecue and all these businesses when Greenwood already extended all the way to Pine. Right. You know what I mean? To right, run right, ran right into Latimer's Barbecue, mm-hmm. and um, I was able to walk down those streets. And they, certain parts, they say, "Yeah, you can go down this part, but don't go down that part. Go down here." You know, and it was such a good feeling to see all those African American black businesses 
down there, you know, Big Ben's Tailor Shop and this right. uh, Span's Pool Hall, Taylor, Chuck Taylor and all of that, you know, and I was a little guy doing that, you know, we, little penny candy you could buy and, right. you know, a little stop right. in and out and everybody knew you. you couldn't cut up because everybody knew your folks, mm-hmm. you know, so that experience was just awesome for me and to see it all erased by urban removal you know, huh? Under Inhofe. Uh, under Inhofe. To see it all just disappeared, and then uh, OSU came down there and put a big old building down there, and they just just took away the culture. Right. So they now took our took away the property. The pro- Well, the yeah. property. You're right. Right. Took away the property, which is the culture of the the nourishment of African Americans. So when I see that our young people today will go and they won't be able to see any of that because it's all been destroyed right you know and uh, it kind of hurts me so we have to educate them well you know it was dunbar school right here on, on pine it was so and so and one thing that we never talk about we don't never discuss lansing right because lansing was a part of lansing was a Green. part of historic greenwood it had economic development on lansing all the, the regal down. theater thompson's yeah. barbershop bail bonds all that the uh the ice cream parlor on the corner i mean it was so much economic development on lansing just as it was on greenwood and so all of that history has been re- erased because the industrial stuff is over there on land. That now. was supposed to be yeah. an industrial and yeah. light industrial right. park. And that's where we wound up with Moton Health Care Center. Mm-hmm. That area lay dormant for well over 20 years before they even oh, for started sure. to for build sure. things. So yeah. when you take land, you let it sit dormant, mm-hmm. you let it sit there long enough for people to forget what was there mm-hmm. prior to. Uh-huh. And then when people come in to invest, that's the whole, that's the next step. Who's investing in that mm-hmm. community? Right. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. necessarily the people that that are in the community, they're mm. a part of the community, so they're supplying jobs, but how many of our people from the community work in yeah, that space? Right. space. That's why, Abby, we need someone like yourself right. to come in, fight to help us make changes within our own community, because it's the powers that be that make the change. Mm-hmm. We're always fighting. You know, we're just African American. We're always in the struggle. We got some frontline soldiers, and it's when you're only 14% of the United States of America, you know, you're only 14%. That's it. So policies have to change. After a lot of Af- African Americans, we didn't put in a lot of policies, you know. Yeah, the policies are there, Bobby, but the, they yeah. have to be enforced. They have to you be have enforced, and some of them have to, to be, they have to be changed. And that's why elections yeah. change. Huh? That's, that's why elections that's, matter. That's exactly. And that's right. why. We've had uh, two resolutions authored in the United States Senate. Elizabeth Warren, who just came out in support of Abby Broad's candidacy, mm-hmm. and Langford, right, has written something. Inhofe, and correct me if I'm wrong, nothing. How can you be the senator from, from Oklahoma and from Tulsa and say nothing? Um, Abby Broad has visited Tulsa more and the Greenwood District more uh, since I've been here than Inhofe ever has. And that is sad. Yes, that's interesting. Abby, tell us a little bit about your platform. What are you, if you're elected senator and you boot him out of there, <laughs> what's going to be some of the first things that you start implementing in the system? I think the first thing we have to do is address these issues uh, surrounding the pandemic, right? We are still, mm-hmm. um, our, our, our schools are barely 
surviving. We've had school districts, you know, try to go back to school and COVID <laughs> cases went up and they went back home to distance learning. And we still have those problems where kids are falling behind because right. they don't have access to a tablet or a laptop. Talk to parents who have their kids doing their lessons on their cell phones. Right. How on earth are you supposed to get a quality public education on a cell phone? Mm-hmm. Um, it's addressing those needs. Uh, fixing our broken health care system. Too many Oklahomans go without health insurance because they simply can't afford it. Uh, we have the fourth highest uninsured rate of children in the United States. We are at the bottom of the list with education. We have to look out for our future, our kids. And Jim Inhofe has not done that for 26 years. And I'm glad that you brought up young people in Greenwood specifically because, you know what, as a lifelong Oklahoman, I went to Oklahoma Public Schools. Mm-hmm. They did not teach us about the Tulsa race massacre in school. No. They don't. Yeah. We, they didn't teach us. No. We mm-hmm. have to change that. But why on earth is it 2020 and you got me, first time right. running for office, being the one to talk about it? I mean, it's incredibly frustrating to see the failed leadership when it comes to our own history that's shaped Oklahoma for good or for bad. We look around and wonder why things are broken. Look at the leadership or the lack thereof. Oh, and right. Jimenhoff has been around for all of it. Okay. And so we, I want to go back to where you talked about the health care. Yeah. Okay. We had a state bill, 850, to vote to get those those dollars that were initially frowned upon. Okay. We had access to Obamacare dollars from, from the gate, but our state denied those dollars. Mm-hmm. And so, again, it's on a level of your your senators. You know, when you have a senator that will come out of his mouth, we're going to counteract anything this president has to say. And every other Republican senator falls into falls a lot second barrel behind that. And now, because the funds are still sitting there, and you're still talking about sending care dollars, or I don't know if it's the care dollars or EIDL dollars back to the back to the Fed, as opposed to using them in our state, that says something about the leadership still ignoring the needs of the community. So how would you address that? Yeah, so first of all, you know, we passed Medicaid expansion in June. Like, mm-hmm. thank goodness, right? I mean, we kicked the can down the road for so long. Um, so we have to have a senator who's going to make sure those dollars go where they should. Um, look what's happened when money comes from D.C. to our state for education. Right. It goes to private schools. Mm-hmm. We don't have someone in the U.S. Senate advocating for everyday families, for the people who would benefit most from this new access to health care that they finally have that we could have had years ago. Mm-hmm. But again, failed leadership. So I think um, overseeing what happens with those Medicaid expansion dollars is going to it's going to be in the hands of the senator who gets elected in November to make sure that those dollars go to the right places. We have um, parts of Oklahoma that, um, you know, you look at the disparities in health care, um, who's mm-hmm. standing up to try to change that? And, uh, you know, Jim Hop is in D.C. voting to strip away health insurance right. for Oklahomans. Right. Um, he has been so vocal against the Affordable Care Act. And I'll admit the ACA isn't perfect, but we have to build on it. Right. The funding that's been stripped away, um, you know, making premiums go up. Who's speaking out against that? You know, right. for the first time I got on the marketplace in November to shop for health insurance because, you know, I left my job at right. the news station to run for office. And I was looking for a, a coverage that, you know, was reasonable and that offered actual coverage. No wonder so many Oklahomans go without health insurance. Right. It's hard to find a plan. Right. And then you think about, um, you know, our uninsured kids, and that is where Jim Inhofe has really, really failed us because time and time again, those are the bills he's voted against, uh, bills that provide health care to our kids. 
Right, basic care. And when you yep. talk about health disparities, you do realize here in Tulsa County, when you cross I-24, I-44, the life expectancy mm-hmm. decreases by 12 years. But mm-hmm. yet still, you know, we have those quote-unquote federal dollars here with the Moton and the OU Clinic, all these different – but the numbers – still are discouraging as far as health is concerned. So even within that, there's a problem because if I have a issue, I can't get to OU unless I have a referral, okay, and they may not have a doctor. So the funding itself, it's still, you know, kind of misappropriated for, for lack of a better word. And you still have people that, you know, diabetes, hypertension, all those comorbidities, you live in an environment where you do not have access to fresh food, you have to drive 10 to 8 miles outside of your area to get food. If you don't have a car, I guess you can get on the arrow and ride two hours down the road and get your stuff and get back on the bus and all of that. But not everybody's willing to do that. So when we talk about economics and investing in our community, that's where that can be addressed, okay? We talked about Greenwood. Greenwood is actually, a portion of it is actually an opportunity zone. But when you look at that opportunity zone, that's it, and you have this big gap, the area that we're sitting in, it's not even considered an opportunity zone for people to get discounts and tax credits to invest. It goes back down to Mohawk, where they're building the Mumford, whatever, George Kaiser um, like Manufacturing Center down to 36th Street North over to Peoria and Lewis. I mean, you have people there, but what about the area that we're sitting in? It's not even considered an opportunity zone, and it should have been. But, you know, those those type of decisions, you need to have somebody with boots on the ground that have been in the community that can see what's happening in our community. So if, in fact, you do make it, to that role, I'm expect to hear some phone calls from Sherry. Give me my cell phone number. Sherry, you'll get some (laughs) phone calls. Right. Right, right. Well, look here. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back, okay? And uh, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way, KBOB 89.9 FM. Girl, 
Lord, your love for me is all I need And more than I can stand Oh, well, babe How can I explain All the things I feel You've given me so much Girl, you're so unreal still I keep loving you Only for each time Girl, what am I gonna do Cause you're blowing my mind I get the same old feeling Every time you're here, I feel a change. Something moves. I scream your name. Look what you got to do with darling eyes. Can't get enough of your love, babe. Oh, no, babe. Baby, let me take all of my life. That's right. But you can believe it's going to take the rest of my life to keep you. show where we tell our stories our way in the you know in the heart of Black Wall Street 1921 massacre uh I've got Abby Broyles for US Senator so you guys want to go out there and vote for Abby and we've been talking with her also uh Dr. Robert Turner <laughs> you know pastor of the Vernon AME Church so and and my co-host of course Sherry Lasky so Moving forward, the election is going to take place on November 23rd. So you got a, a from now until then a small window to get these votes. What, what do you think uh, is a uh, your power? Where, where you think in in the whole state? Where do you think most of your votes for yourself going to come from? Where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> where you're sitting right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, November 3rd, so we're on the general election ballot. So, you know, I know people get discouraged thinking Trump's going to win Oklahoma, but we have the opportunity to um, flip this seat, a once-in-a-generation opportunity mm-hmm. to flip this Senate seat. So don't be discouraged about that. There's so many other important uh, races on this ballot. Yeah, it is. You can go vote for a Democrat for the United States Senate, and this is a huge opportunity. So November 3rd, uh, Tulsa and Oklahoma City. Uh, that is 65% of the vote that, you know, kind of the right. suburban areas around them as well. So we are winning by six points down in the 5th Congressional District. That's Congressman Kendra Horn's district. We're doing very well down there. And um, up here in Tulsa, uh, we were tied several weeks ago. We'll get new polling numbers back next week. But most of the vote will come here. Um, mm-hmm. Young people are so excited about our race. Um, I think in part because 
if you are, you know, a college grad getting your first job, you have student loan debt, maybe you can't start a family because of that student loan debt, can't buy a house yet, um, you're trying to find a good job. Um, is 85-year-old Jim Inhofe going to fix your problems, or is someone who you relate Vibrant to and younger. who's in their 30s, who has right. student loan debt, who you know knows the realities of you know paying for health insurance? Um, someone like me, and and I go to communities and talk to people. I think that's the biggest disconnect with with Inhofe is you know he doesn't come back to Oklahoma and hold town halls. He doesn't listen to constituents. I go to communities no. and listen to them. I'm sitting here today because I want to hear from you guys. What do you need in North Tulsa? I'm mm-hmm. here for you. And that's the kind of leaders we need, people who are going to show up. Right. We need people who can come and invest back into our community. You know, we're lacking a lot of different things right over here, like in uh, District 1. And we just need, first of all, we need to help each other. That's number one. You know, start investing back in our as a people, but those big companies and firms that have monies that they can grants and things like that, 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 that they can invest back into our community and some of our businesses around here to where we, you know, we just need a little boost, you know what I mean? In certain areas, because it's here. I see all kinds of contractors, uh, Caucasian contractors coming back to North Tulsa, buying up the property, you know, that we're selling and we need to stop selling property and start investing in our property so we can build some economic growth, open up more businesses, start supporting more African-American businesses, hold those businesses accountable for, for service and things of that nature. So once we get that, but we need the powers that be. You know, it's always a struggle. Pastor Turner, you're always talking about reparations. That's right. Down, it's always a fight. You know, and uh, you had an incident that took place down there not too long ago, where I think you had some protesters. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. It was uh, one of the worst eight minutes, eight to fifteen minutes of my life. Um, going went down to city hall oh. as I normally do to ask those at the city gates and uh, ask those in the community to repent, to recognize the sin of, of white supremacy and that saw it manifest itself during the race mass of 1921, to repent from that and to repay from that. Uh, but this one day in particular, uh, Trump anti-mask uh, supporters came out um, and they were protesting this uh, city ordinance that mandated people wear masks. And um, they did not like my presence, period. Like, before I said anything controversial, uh, I I always open up with, this is the day the Lord has made. Mm -hmm. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. They emit, just from that, and not me and wow, not really. Just, just, <laughs> the, just the fact that this six foot six black African American male that came out of his mouth, it came out, and holding a reparations now sign, that was offensive to people. Despite the fact, the only words come out of my mouth was, "This is the day the Lord has made," <laughs> and so they began to shout obscenities toward oh me. Some God. of the worst vile comments. I don't even want to repeat. On this radio show, two Caucasian ladies come up to me and start grabbing my arm like I wanted them to touch me. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them tried to grab my bullhorn. Uh, this guy, this white guy, uh, ha- he threw water on me from his water bottle. I hope it was water um, and begins to yell uh, obscenities in my ear. 
Um, and then later on, I found out the guy who threw water on me had a, a, a gun on him. Um, so they were trying to excite me to do something, right? Make it feel threat. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so while these two women were grabbing my arm, they were like caressing. Like they, put, they, they put their hands. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, right. And so right. I was like, if if I if, <laughs> if I if I were to yank my arm back, just the sheer force of that would have caused them to fall, right? Mm-hmm. If I would have pulled my arm away, I would have elbowed them in the face. So mm-hmm. I just had to stand there. Oh Lord, no! And be paralyzed, and I, and I for a glimpse. Uh, brother, I felt what it must have felt like um, back in the day from, huh? from my ancestors who were on Ooh, auction blocks really? and black men who were right. poked and prodded and right. couldn't move, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the most debilitating, paralyzing feeling I've ever had in your life, in my huh? life. Um, and oh. and I, I will never forget it. Um, and yeah, so thanks for asking. Um, and so keep me in your practice. I still struggle with. Even remembering and oh, they are, I saw story. some of the videos. They were down there hollering, USA! Yeah, USA. people offered money and just, through credit cards. Like, it's very insulting. First of all, I'm not from Tulsa, so uh-huh. I wouldn't get a dime reparation. Right. So I'm not doing right. this You're to... You're fighting for Tulsa, though. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this to enlarge my own financial well-being, right? right? I wouldn't get a penny. But just for the fact that people are trying to demean you, uh, thinking that you're just here. They, they asked me, who's paying you to come out here? And, who's paying yeah, you? Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, I don't get an extra bonus from the church for uh, me for the number of protests I do, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just not right. a part of exactly. my job description. Yeah, and so you, and you're also at your church, you're feeding homeless. Yeah. yeah, I see people down there. You're feeding people Every all day. the time. Every day we, down there. I see homeless people down there with food and stuff like that, and which is a good thing. We've we've given out now over 160,000 meals, um, and wow. and counting right, mm-hmm. and it's nothing. We haven't received I a know. grant for this, mm-hmm. or we 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 rely solely on in kind donations, mm-hmm. uh, or people who write yeah. just personal checks. You feed me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, you know, I got to speak. I got to speak for it. You know, tell the truth. I gotta you know, it. and so those are some of the things that need to be done in the community yeah. and the kind of help that we need. H e l p help. We we're not asking for just handouts, mm-hmm. but we need a system, yeah. you know, equally across the board. You know, it's so often people say welfare, mm. and they say welfare, man, black, all, a lot of blacks on welfare. No. And no. I say to myself, now how can we be 14% of the United States yeah. and be the majority on welfare? Yeah. You know, so how can that be? Of course, things like that be, you know, you know. but mainstream media will portray that on the news and stuff like that. So, you know, we tell our stories our way over here. I mean, I'm, just, right. I'm unfiltered, you know. So uh, it's just information That's and right. getting the right information and getting the right people in place to make a difference. Somebody you can you can call and contact and you don't have to worry that they've been in office, what, 43, 46 years, you know. And if I was to try to get in touch with NHOP, nine times out of ten, I'll – I'd have to go through so many gatekeepers and so much and everything just to be get a phone call to return. And that's why you it's know? so important for people to have the date of November 23rd circled on that calendar. We, November 3rd. November 3rd. We yeah. have to vote. We have to vote. Yesterday was National Black Voter Day. And I cannot stress enough, make your voter plans now. So if you are knowing you need transportation Mm-hmm. Set that up now. Right. If you're voting by mail, set that up now. If you're voting early, set that because mm-hmm. you don't want to be here on November the fourth complaining about the outcome 
and you didn't vote. You didn't vote. I don't want to hear anything about from you from anybody who didn't complaining vote. about the government, complaining about in-hall, right. complaining about Trump, mm-hmm. and you didn't vote. If you say your vote doesn't count, you're showing it by not voting. That's true. That's you true. Know. True. So, Abby, when do you? Uh, uh, what is the uh, last day for registration? The last day you can register to vote is October 9th. October 9th. So yes. you, you guys listen. October 9th is the last day. Now, we do have voter registration over here at Eaton Media Services. Great. You can come through the door and fill out your application and leave it. You know, we're going to make sure we get to the election board, mm-hmm. you know. So 1533 North Norfolk. You can register online as well, right? You can You can, uh, You can. can get a – yes, you can. Can you? Fill out the form online, print it off, and mail it in. Okay, there you go. You can print it off online, but you have to mail it in. Yeah, well, you can so just, you can't just come out here and get an application. You know, yeah. we got it. Yeah. You know, just fill it out, you know, so that's what's going on. And so, make sure it goes. Make sure if you do fill it out on your own, make sure it gets to the election board. I can't tell you the number of rallies and protests I've attended, and people were registering to vote on site, and the forms were left there. And they didn't get to like, the election board. Yes. Mm-hmm. We at the church, we just saw them outside on the sidewalk. Wow. We sent them in. I mean, brother, when I say it was several hundred voter application forms. Filled out? Yes. Folks information. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. So, so make, you be sure security when you attend these events, when you do these events at mass voter registrations, that you make sure your form is sent in. Mm-hmm. You know, That's if I got a person about you a stamp, I will get you a stamp. Mm-hmm. Make sure your form is sent in. Just because you're filling out at some table at the mall or at the at a restaurant or outside a grocery store, you need to make sure if you don't get your voter ID letter returned to you, you need to make sure and double check to make sure they got it. Mm-hmm. Because if, if you didn't get something showing that they received your your application, they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you go to vote, you can't vote. You can't vote. Yeah, and also, I mean, make a plan for Election Day. I mean, this is a year where anything could happen. I mean, so much voter suppression has happened already. So having a plan, know where your polling place is. You can go to ok.gov, look at the voter portal. You put in your address, it shows you where your polling place is, but do it a few days ahead of time. We don't want, you know, November 3rd and, you know, lines a mile long and you got to get back to work. So make a plan, know where you're going to go vote. And also people need to make sure they have – um, a copy of their voter ID or their driver's license. So if you vote in person, you have to have that, um, some sort of identification card, um, but you have to have a copy of it if you do a mail-in ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to have it notarized, but you do have to have a copy of that driver's license or voter ID mailed in with your ballot. Mm-hmm. Call yeah. my office. We'll get well, you set up. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm always the first one in line at my polling place. At 7 a.m.? At 7 a.m. <laughs> at the Rudisil Library. That's my poll. Polling place. I'm the first one there. Wow. Me and my son have been the first ones there, and wow. it, then the whole line is behind us. And I'm just smiling and grinning. You know, I'm getting ready to cast my vote. I took my son to the polling place for the first time so he could vote. Amen. You know, and uh, I think uh, parents encourage encourage your children who are eligible to vote to vote to register yeah. to vote. And you I know? take voting personal. I'm from Alabama, and I used to pass in Selma. What they did the seventh of Montgomery March and mm-hmm. marched across the Edmund Pettus Bridge, which should be changed to the John Lewis Bridge. It by should the way. be. Mm-hmm. Um, vote people die for our right to vote, right? And exactly. so there was a vote, time when we couldn't. Whether the government makes it a holiday or not, in the black community, election day should be a holiday for us. 
like we celebrate Juneteenth. We need to celebrate every election day that we can vote because we could not for so long. Yeah, we couldn't. We couldn't. So we got that um, election coming up, voter registration needed, election board, blah, blah, blah. Ask questions, please. Don't just check a box or something for someone or something you don't know nothing about them. You know, I'm always seeing that. So we've had propositions on the, on the ballots and people, they get confused, like, which one do I check? Do your research, you know, before you even go so you know what you're voting on. So on yeah. Abby's website, Abby Royals for U.S. Senate, she has her platform listed, A Stronger Oklahoma, Closing the Gender Gap Pay, Options for Health Care, Climate Change is Real, Keeping Our Children Safe, Criminal Justice System Reform, Taking Care of Service Members, Uplifting Our Farmers, Decriminalizing Marijuana. Those are some of the things you listed, okay? Yeah. And so they're very broad-based. Very, very, some of them kind of stand out like decriminalizing marijuana because we have a lot of people doing time because of a just a little bit of marijuana, not even not even a cigarette size. So you have people doing time for that, uplifting our farmers, um, big farms, um, corporations, um, destroying family farms. So family farmers are having a really hard time. And when we talk about African-American farmers, Mm -hmm. it's like in Oklahoma, that's almost. Thing. We used to own at least a million acres pre-statehood, so all of that's a whole nother segment. Um, taking care of service members, our military guys, and the time that they do serve our country, a lot of them are homeless, not necessarily by, by their own means, just may have some mental health issues, um, PTSD, those type of things, keeping our children safe. So much, isn't it? Yeah, the fact that we are, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. fact that we're at home on the computer and you may be a child, certain age, mama might leave you at the house by yourself. Yeah, you might make it to class, you might not. So all all of these Mm -hmm. are important, but closing the gender gap pay. And one of the things that's not on there that is important, especially as of last night, and that is the approval of the U.S. Supreme Court. Oh, nominations God. with yes. the death yes. of uh, great yes. justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, yes. who was a tireless advocate for civil rights. Right. Um, this next United States senator will be one of the people who vote to approve the president's nomination. Um, I think it's disgusting that Mitch McConnell is before the ladies even put into the ground. Well, I hate to hear already that trying to replace mm-hmm. oh, wow. Ruth Bader Ginsburg already, um, and so it is vitally important. Um, that people like Inhofe are not reelected, so he won't have a chance to shape the court for the next wow, generation. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, it's one of the most important things that the Senate does is confirm, you know, Supreme Court nominees. And uh, back when Merrick Garland was tapped uh, by President Obama, you know, back then Jim Inhofe said, "Oh, we aren't going to confirm anybody during a presidential year." Nope. He had a, almost a full year left in office when that happened. We are just weeks away from the election on November 3rd, and and, and Inhofe, uh, he's going to be right there with Mitch McConnell trying to get somebody through because that's how Sickness. corrupt it is right now. Mm-hmm. Nothing short of corruption. Right, right. And, and the corruption and people calling out the corruption and those people that do are penalized for it. And my, that's my whole thing with this entire president. Open your eyes. This is 2020. You 
see what's going on, but you have people telling you, oh, no, that's not true. This is this. No, this is wrong on so many different levels. And when you have people that buy into the crazy, that's the problem. And that is the problem. And don't let people, because they tell us this all the time in the black community, and I'm sure you've heard a lot. They make us feel as though change for our community takes time, takes time, takes mm-hmm. time. Mitch McConnell is about to pursue a nomination or a confirming of nomination in six weeks. Right. Six weeks. Six weeks. Mm-hmm. They've got weeks. COVID-19 relief funding passed in a matter of weeks when it, for the, their initial trillion dollar. But, mm-hmm. but when it comes to issues of our community, well, it takes time. You got to be patient. But right. when it comes to things that affects majority white people, oh, hey. they can get that done. Just like that. Just like that. So mm-hmm. black folks, don't let people tell you all the time, well, this stuff takes time. No, it only seems to take time for black people. Right. But when it comes to issues that relate to predominantly white folks, they get that stuff done quick. The anti-lynching no bill is one of them. We have two bills right. that, are, that are being held up right now that affect a lot of African-Americans. But again, like you say, it takes time. We, yeah. have, to, we have to research. Yeah. Like the research has already been done. Here's the evidence. It shows that when someone can be murdered in the street and not held accountable, so many different, and not just one, million, a, a yeah. lot of people, I don't mm-hmm. want to put it, but so many people have experienced this. Mm-hmm. Family members, like the guy that was shot by the Oklahoma Highway Department. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it's like you barely heard anything about that. Brenna mm-hmm. Taylor's killer still a free. Yeah. Right. It takes time. Mm-hmm. Right. But right. Mm-hmm. They can arrest. Anyway, yeah, and, and we, we're getting up on time for you, Abby, and I understand. Uh, but before you leave, just let's talk a little bit about police brutality. Yeah, what's happening in the country today? Uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, African Americans are being shot on, at a record rate these days. How do you feel about that? I think we need leaders who are going to call out injustice when they see it and do something about it. I mean, we are finally having these long overdue conversations, but you know, where were these conversations years ago? Mm-hmm. Jim and Hop said, mm-hmm. you know, 26 years in the Senate to be <laughs> part of the conversation. He's still not in it. Um, when it comes to police departments, you know, this is a sector where we cannot have a few bad apples, just like American Airlines can't have a few bad pilots. <laughs> exactly. Our police departments cannot have a few racist police yeah. officers. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, it, this has to this i mean we have to create change i mean with everything that's going on right now i think we are finally at a time where as long as we have a change in leadership leaders who have the courage to do what's right this is not a red versus blue issue it's right versus, versus wrong, wrong. Yeah, for sure oh my god yeah and I, I think we are finally at a time where we can, can um, pass real reform. And, you know, I, I don't think all police officers are bad. I do no. think there is a systemic problem, though, um, that's just not getting addressed. Um, and, and it's in a broader sense, too, just in the criminal justice system as a whole, um, the way, you know, certain cases are prosecuted, uh, yeah. depending on the color of your skin. Um, mm-hmm. This is, you know, it's it's much bigger than just uh, police reform. It's disparities in healthcare and housing and education. Mm-hmm. And until we have leaders who are willing to address that, Jim Inhofe is out meeting with sheriffs. That's how he has decided to address this problem. He was asked a Black Lives Matter recently. He said, "Well, all lives matter. I'm going to meet the sheriff's department in McAllister." <laughs> what on earth does yeah. that mean? Wow. I, that's how out of touch he is with this issue. We are never going to pass real reform with his leadership. Right. Mm, I agree. Wow. Time. time for a change. Time for a change. That's what it is. So, well, 
hey, I want to first of all thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule because we know you're busy and for coming out here to Eaton Media Services, to, to the Bobby Eaton Show, and to sharing your platform and things like that. And we're going to get you back, maybe, you know. I'm oh. up here a lot. And by the way, uh, vote411.org, you can go online and see everything you need to know, where you need okay. to register, mm-hmm. all the information, vote411.org, November 3rd. I'd be honored to have your vote, Abby Broyles, for U.S. Senate. Hey, thank you, Abby. They okay? Thank you so much. I appreciate right. it, you guys. All right. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. And uh, this is a tribute right yes. here to a 1921 yes. massacre. You dropped the bomb wow. on me. Right. Gap band. Huh?
You're on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. You dropped a bomb on me. Tulsa's on Gap Band. Hey, thank you, Abby Broyles and Pastor Turner, for showing up on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way. We're going to continue on, you guys. It's going to be playing a lot of jams and music. So, hey, stick around.
I might as well drop a drop a little something on your hold up. Belly down. Messy Mika, Sunshine, Sunshine, Randall Lopez, Oatmeal, and DJ Perfecto. Yep, that's my crew. Wake up. Wake up every morning with your morning crew from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the all new 89.9 FM community radio. KBOB. Oh, yeah.